0: Hi guys, hope you're all doing well and safe in this pandemic. Today I'm here is to discuss about the topic that everyone needs at the moment. It's in need of the heart moment. Finding peace, being a light. I hear painfully sad stories of a lot of people end up taking their lives. If you feel mentally hard to move on from a failure, from a breakup or from any dark moment, allow yourself to feel it instead of beating yourself about it. Tell yourself it's okay to feel that way, it's totally okay not to be okay. Accept it, reaching the point of acceptance is the first step to heal. Running away from issues is never a solution. You have to find support. Say it friends, say it therapists. say it it family, say it siblings, say it colleagues, say it anyone. Seek the support of the people who care about you, who listen to you, who can provide the warmth to you, who can make you feel better about yourself. Everyone goes through good, bad, ugly faces. We tend to very easily succumb under the pressure of it. If you focus on the good things will certainly get better instead of focusing on the negativity taking your pressure off it's important if you're feeling deep down dark do not keep it yourself do not be alone a therapist maybe it should be a mum or a friend or a sibling or a cousin or a colleague or anyone find support seek someone's support that's very important listening to music doing exercises traveling pursuing a hobby joining a friend's club doing service helping others Meditating, learning, focusing on career, studies, even podcasting or YouTubing. Anything. Do anything that can calm yourself. There's no do or die, okay? Nothing is important enough to take so much pressure on the world. You have to be like water. Adaptable. Fit into any vessel. Have a sense of calm. Have a sense of patience. Have a purpose in life. Have the guts to find your own glory. Conviction to say yourself, okay, it didn't happen today, but tomorrow or some other day, it'll certainly work. Feel like a duck, fighting furiously into the water but looking very cool, really low-key and calm, graze under the fire. Prepare yourself, you'll have the ability to be better than anyone else, even the trivial ones. Hang in there folks, keep going, keep fighting, come out with flying colours, with love. Hi guys, hope you are all doing well and safe in this pandemic. 2021, 2020 was a pandemic teacher, a life and death game for all of us. I thought us the value of the things that we took for granted. Value of health, value of nature, value of time, value of relationships, value of job, value of every single penny, value of even simple things like roaming out without a mask, chilling in a coffee shop. And above all, we learnt the value of breathe taking a breath and being alive. It's the pandemic which is making all of us stronger, uniting all of us across the globe, sharing the same agony. The good news is that we are the privileged ones. We are lucky. We are surviving. Okay, let's leave the package and not talk, talk about miserable to 2020 anymore. As we step in 2021, we move forward into a new beginning with new hopes, new wishes, new prayers. I personally don't expect miracles to happen overnight. I hope and pray for things get better for all of us, slowly but gradually. Prayer and hope is a beautiful thing, isn't it? We must all understand the fight with the invisible virus isn't over yet. Let us be even more responsible. via masks, safe distance, wash hands and all other precautions. The norms hasn't changed, we are still fighting it. Do not get tired, do not give up, do not lose hope. Let us all try to find cheer and joy in this new year by helping one another out. Helping the needy is very much required at this pandemic time. Hand in hand, let's fight together by spreading love and kindness to others. I wish and hope for a beautiful year filled with love, hope, peace and empathy. Happy New Year guys, with love, yours twinkle. Guys, January 2021, a month, a new beginning, which is flying super fast. Hope you're all happy, good and safe. Just a couple of years ago, out of curiosity, I learned an AI course. Since then, this AI world is always on my mind and just fascinates me. To give a background, I'm an adorned follower of new technologies, innovations, inventions, creativity. I follow every single technology post hungry to adore innovations, every mashable post, every seen it post, anything which I see it on news or any articles, I read it on online. It always fascinates me, which showcases about in-trend new innovations. Do YouTube, please follow them if you get a chance. I keenly observe what business problem has this innovation solved and how it solves and why it solves. This article or this this podcast is not for AI experts. It must be boring. I recommend not to waste your time on this. Okay, <laughs> This is purely for those who are wondering about what AI is all about. Just after the AI learning, I thought of sharing it to the world what fascinated me. There is a saying, if you cannot explain in simple terms, you don't understand it. I got hold of a poor dear one of mine and explained what fascinates in AI in my mother tongue, not English though. The person was stunned the world is changing all through coding. Thought if it wonders to my layman dear one, I should speak it out in simple terms where every non-technical common people should understand what AI is about and where is the world heading to. My intent is to educate about AI to those who are unaware of this AI revolution, who doesn't have a clue on what is AI all about and what the world is up to and where are we heading to. And here it is. I thank Courtesy Internet for various articles and thoughts on AI to come up with us. Friends, for those of your kids and kin who are fresh, fresh grads or pursuing engineering or high school studies, do motivate them to learn or focus on skills like Python, machine learning, NLP, that is uh, neutral language processing, mm, ESP algorithms, R scripts, data science the moment someone says that they are data scientist data analyst data engineers python developers big data expert data uh, uh, data scientist and a machine learning expert or machine learning developer the person is going to be hired like a treasure these are the folks eventually will survive till the end in this upcoming ongoing ai storm Artificial intelligence, machine learning, neural networks, augmented intelligence, cognitive intelligence, blockchain, IoT are the buzzwords in the market. Mark my words, this is gonna be the future, perhaps already is. Imagine you're waking up to a friendly robot cooking for you, doing domestic households, being personal assistant at office, self-driving taxis, robot which delivers food from air drone, robot carpenters, fish hunting robots, mission that constructs building, device which reads your mind like lie detectors, whether we like it or not, this AI is slowly changing our lives bit by bit. It's going to happen, it's happening already. We are going to live up with robots, AI is the future, organizations and firms are preparing for this. AI era. Blessed are all of us now in this generation for creating that kind of brilliant future. It is also a boon and a bane and a curse at the same time. Boon because everything is going to be faster, easy, handy, curse because expect massive layoffs all over the world in every sector. But not to panic. When computers got invaded, when computers got invented, grabbed jobs in the 90s the naive people would have thought the same but indeed computers created more jobs than ever data is a king no more oil okay the person who owns data is the king in future that's why google facebook twitter apple amazon are ruling the roast with all our personal data's handy we keep hearing our personal data's are getting stolen this that i used to wonder why here is it All these massive data is used for behavioral analysis, pattern analysis, used as data sets like testing data, training data. Say, for example, Google knows what we search, right? Google knows what's our interest. Facebook knows where we eat, where we hang out, who are our friends, who we like, who we hate, what we like, what we hate. WhatsApp knows our private conversations. Instagram knows it. Twitter knows it. In fact, Twitter knows a real you better than your parents do, isn't it? AI eats all this data to do its intelligence. I'm highlighting the word eats. Eats because uh, to be putting in a non-technical way, eats is something like inputting. Only you take something inside, only when there is an inlet, there will be an outlet. The input to AI is data. AI eats this data, AI feeds on this data, and then do its intelligence. Our data are worth million dollars for pattern analysis. Training data and test data are some of the datas, the way they are using it. Huge chunks of data, both and formatted and formatted with the help of big data. Formatted means there will be a form to it, like you see an excel file or you, you see something which is formatted with a correct format but something like csv file it, it wouldn't have any format within if you open that kind of file it will like random words here and there so both formatted and unformatted data are further processed or uh, you would say for the refined into data sets so this particular stage where one one who's preparing the data to a finer data to prepare a raw data to a finer data Um, say for example um, if you have worked in sql or um, some kind of um, raw uh, databases you would have seen that uh, like a data basical conversion convention will be there like t underscore car uh, like that like a raw one so finally uh, people fine tune it to make meaningful uh, conversations from it something which is very raw to a meaningful conversation so someone who is preparing this data some random data say for example you don't understand zero ones or a one b one so one can understand a one is that Mm, that that kind of numbering uh, that they have given to it like aeroplane one uh, aeroplane two so that kind of full form you one is getting in the second phase so the preparedness of the data to a finest quality of data this process the whole processes data analysis so the person who do this kind of data analysis uh, is called data analyst and the person who does all this refining process of data they are called data scientists because they know how to take a raw data and convert it into a refined structured data so the role of data analyst and data scientist in AI is a base for a good artificial intelligence based product so say for example what I'm talking about I'll give a small example a hospital has many cancer patients okay there are many different types of cancer it can be a breast cancer it can be a prostate cancer it can be stomach cancer it can be anything so if one one is getting the data from the hospital it it will be a large chunk of data with lots and lots of patient details a data analyst what will the person do is he will take only for the research purpose say for example they are going to build a bot to find something in breast so he needs only breast cancer details so this data analyst and data scientist what they will do they will take all the data and they will categorize it to get only breast cancer detail patient's information into one classifier called breast cancer database and in this breast cancer database they will have a lot of uh, findings on when this happened how quickly uh, the patient came and what is the diagnosis for that how long they are taking it and all those informations relevant to breast cancer so uh, to to put it in short words there are multiple types of cancer but we need only breast cancer related information and so the data scientist will work on the breast cancer information only and do the categorization for that and it is called as classifiers and the label is breast cancer AI something like that I hope it's clear now. So Google has large and tons and tons of data sets further become classifiers which is used for machine learning have a look at the data set the one which Google owns itself. Which is present in https://toolbox.google.com/slash/dataset/search. This is a free sample dataset available on the internet. You can find it. I'll also put it in my podcast as a comment. What is artificial intelligence in simple terms? I have a feeling more than putting in techie techie high five fancy words, it's more meaningful to explain with example. We see artificial intelligence around us in our mobile phones, websites, everywhere. When you get to order a dress in Amazon, show similar dresses you like. When you search for hotel in Google, recommends the hotels nearby, etc. I, I hope all have seen this, experienced this. This is AI. Your smart searches are AI. When Swookie and Uber Eats delivering food for you, predicting options of food restaurants around, get food at your doorstep, by just a click, that's AI magic. Technically, AI is imposing your system to think like human and predict like human and address a need and makes our life easier. Prediction is the best word here, okay? How does it predict on its own? the answer is it doesn't predict on its own it predicts based on a data pattern that is based on a historical data as i said the data scientist has got breast cancer related data from the hospital so he's training the machine with the algorithm to learn the pattern of how breast cancer patients uh, and the findings and the tablets they are taking and all that based on the past data that has happened before and somebody is training the algorithm with the earlier data with yesterday's data so this kind of prediction will happen based on the previous data pattern that we have it in hand how does it work machine that learns is called machine learning and machine learning works on algorithms that understands user data pattern and calculate computing based on history data Predictive analysis is what machine learning outputs so basically we do uh, we do feed the data in the AI the machine learning algorithm will understand the data pattern and it will output the prediction say for example a shopping the moment you choose a black dress, it shows a list of black right and similar clothings that is predictive analysis we we keep hearing that i talked something on whatsapp and i was talking some someone over the phone about a cooler and uh, facebook ads showing the cooler uh, different types of coolers for me to buy for me to shop Uh, i talked something on twitter and it appeared on my ads these kind of predictions based on our conversations also happen with the help of ai only so uh, the algorithm Picks similar kind of products in the shelf, like just like a store salesman do. AI is all about you make machine think like human, feel like human by feeding your own past data, train your data to analyze patterns. We see a challenge going on, um, 10 year back challenge. Uh, your old face like how you appeared on school, how you appeared on college and that—that that is actually a challenge that is running on uh, several social medias and uh, how I looked 10 years before how I am looking now. These kind of challenge uh, images that we uh, send it to the social media even that is used for image pattern uh, to, to take the data from the user. So imagine some one million people are taking part in this challenge and all these phases with their with the 10 years back phases are captured internally, which is actually used for image data pattern training. So all this goes to eventually goes to AI patterns. And there are many ways I, I, I spoke about what data scientists do, right? what they do they get raw data and they prepare the data and refine it and they cleanse the data and they send the quality data to do machine to do machine learning algorithms and then uh, the ai product actually happens say it a bot or whatever it is so how do machine learning happens there are various ways uh, learning happens for ai supervised learning unsupervised learning and there is another term called reinforced learning so supervised learning is that ai the machine needs a supervision like a, like an instructor or a data scientist or or a python developer someone to be with the system to tell the pattern that is supervised learning unsupervised learning means the machine learns It on its own with a a ester data pattern that it's having like there is there is absolutely no intervention needed all the data are present already and it is going to do the routine like something like automation or or something like you have scheduled something and it's running some something like that so supervised learning and unsupervised learning and there is something called reinforced learning as well this helps these kind of learning helps to train the algorithm basically machine learning uh, say for example, lots and lots and lots of data forms, forms a data lake, big data. So data may be structured or unstructured as I said, uh, that is big data has, is fallen, falling into two parts like Hadoop and Hive. Hadoop is basically hardware related changes, hardware related uh, data storage and Hive is something like through, soft, uh, through SQL and all that uh, soft coding uh, kind of uh, data management. So both big data handles processing these forms of data and these data sets of human online behavior are captured from companies like Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, etc. So because these companies exactly know our moods, interests, passion, love, hate what we browse, lots of our data is in their hands and as I said, data is a new oil. So whoever holds data, they are the king of the future. Uh, these companies own our data and create data sets imagine I talked about cancer right so hospital has cancer data and uh, companies uh, who who do this kind of uh, AI bots or something they will take the data and they will create data sets so basically companies own our data and create data sets these data sets that are fed in AI machine learning are then further classified as classifiers and they put a label with it in python which is going to use simple to complex algorithms to predict help predictive analysis a simple example this is how it works okay tom goes to beach machine learning calculates when tom went out is he is he gone out on a weekend was the weather sunny or whether the weather is gloomy or uh, what did he buy did he buy an ice cream that there was ice cream shop nearby anywhere if it's sunny so what happens is this kind of uh, predictions gave to business decision makers the leaders of company would come to a decision like uh, there is an ice cream small vendor who has a shop in near by the beach and tom not only tom tom like people are consuming those kind of ice creams and it's a profit so what bigger companies do they do this kind of prediction and they see the forecast of how it sells based on that they'll expand their sales in that particular place so this prediction is used for expanding the business for the business leaders so the business decision decision makers can come to a decision of expanding sales of ice cream on a sunny day weekend by the beach for tom like people to buy it there because sales is more this is a prediction made by ai internet of things i prefer giving examples I prefer giving examples rather than talking in magnitude of words. Here is how I relate IoT in day, today, daily life. IoT is Internet of Things. So what it does? You have seen an ATM cash machine, right? We have all used ATM cash machine. We have all seen drones in wedding time, like a small packet drone going flying in the uh, hall and no? it covers the event. We have all, most of us are lucky to see. We're lucky to see Amazon Go store. So IoT is nothing but where a hardware. In the in the drone case, there is a physical drone a machine. In the ATM case, there is an ATM machine, which is a hardware. So where a hardware, a software, a human intervention, a networking. All this hand-in-hand hand, works hand-in-hand hand together to make our lives easy so hardware is an ATM cash machine software is where you click on the button to choose the options to get your money out and networking is where internet works behind on the screen for you to get the money out and a human intervention which is the user us so these kind of hardware software networking human intervention this whole collaboration is called internet of things what is neural network? Something more than human brain does. It's impossible for human to think 200 plus possibilities, probabilities, combinations of every requirement and problem that, but a machine can do that. Software can with all these algorithms, pattern analysis. Machine can think numerous possibilities what human brain can't even imagine to think of. This is what a neural network does in short. What is blockchain? In simple terms with example, I'll ask you a question just to kindle your brain cells. Who owns the internet? Any idea? Is it Google? No. Actually, no one owns it. No one owns the internet. Like how internet works. We are all a part of the internet. We, we come to internet. We share our stuff. It's like a distributed environment in a cloud space like everybody has access to it everybody runs uh, everybody's servers runs on that and we all use it like how internet works like how chit fund, fund system works in India we, we were all common to hear we were all familiar to hear how chit fund systems work like chit fund is a like of a group of people they do their money transaction they they save money they, they do interest and that kind of savings likewise here, no intermediate intervention or no center company or a person hones the system blockchain. It is distributed. Everyone in the network can use it and run it. Let me take a contrary example, like an opposite example to show the difference. I'm sure you have known about Sugi and Ola. It's, it's an Indian based app. Swiggy is a food app and Ola is a ride uh, app, cab ride app. So how does this network works? Between the seller and the customer, there is a reliable third party who takes up responsibility. In that way, security is guaranteed, accountability is guaranteed. But in blockchain, there is no one such person or brand is in charge to catch hold of. It works on distributed network. I remember in my BTEC, I had a course called distributed computing and we used to call it disco, Okay, forget it, I try to joke. You must have heard about Bitcoins, that is digital cash. There are no banks, no financial institution who takes ownership of this. Bitcoin uses blockchain for validating ownership of records using digital cash. What is augmented intelligence or intelligence augmentation, that is IA? This is slightly different from AI has more neutral connotation with, will, will help people understand that AI will simply improve products and services, not replace the humans that use them. What AI means to analytics and business space? How business intelligence uh, visualization tools leaders see AI? Before explaining to this question, I would like to say what visualization to the non-techie friends? Visualization is nothing but a diagrammatic representation like a chart you see like a bar chart or a pie chart you see uh, during cricket matches uh, or uh any population census or to show a data in a very user friendly way for a diagrammatic way for people to understand like this quarter we have done good in this area this location and how much is a profit and all that in diagrammatic form Uh, mostly bar charts you you have seen pie charts you have seen likewise there are many other charts also so this is visualization and analytics is a stream where uh, the data is analyzed in such metric way as I said, uh, this particular product is doing well in this location, and this is a margin. Uh, it, this is a return of investment. Those kind of uh, metrics that we use to see the data, that, that the way we approach towards it, it's called analysis. Analytics, and uh, business intelligence is something like it's, a, it's like a how how do we prepare such kind of reports and visualization and make it in a user friendly way. So all this together forms bi and how ai is helping bi is what i'm going to talk so business intelligence visualization tools like tableau ClickView, microsoft power bi ibm has like like all these giants are into business intelligence and reporting so what tableau has done to incorporate ai is that I, Tableau has already got self-data discovery services to fit in AI needs and demands for the growing technology boom. Tableau is working with Clear Graph as a as a company on the AI part for predictive analysis. Whereas Microsoft has a tool called Power BI, which is already existing. Power BI is focusing more on Augmented Intelligence in Azure Cloud, rather AI. Amazon with AWS that is Amazon Web Services, Augmented Intelligence is on the Cloud for Amazon. IBM like Microsoft focusing on Augmented Intelligence in IBM Watson Analytics Platform and so does ClickView as well so what can be what can go wrong actually uh, what what's that ai cannot achieve because we when we analyze a strength we should also analyze the threat on implementing ai so as i said uh, we ai eats data ai feeds on data so once you give the data it will work that way after we train the machine with machine learning algorithms and supervised non supervised learning and all that so if the data quality is poor suppose the data scientist has not done a good job the data analyst analyst has not done a good job the data is very uh, shaggy the data is very clumsy it doesn't have the right data there uh, unformatted data missing data blank data or wrong data biased data if, if the data has a lot of problems what happens is The poor quality data that we are feeding in may create wrong patterns. So when we do a wrong pattern, the wrong forecast happens. So a wrong prediction happens. This what will happen is that when we predict a wrong thing, it is going to be a massive failure in the business. Huge loss in terms of cost, time, manpower. Sometimes solution to a bigger problem can be very simple, but we end up thinking complicated solutions and investing more money in it say for example a Situation where AI is not at all needed, but we have invested so much to bring in AI That would be an actual cost lifter so those kind of situations one needs to avoid a decision-maker A business leader should be very clear of the purpose before implementing an AI. Why do we need it? Are there any other tools or simpler way that we can do it without including AI or any buzzword into it? Say for example, Tom would like to have ice cream on a sunny day by the beach. This is a kind of common sense prediction, like anybody would know sunny season ice cream would be of good sales so an AI is not needed to build this prediction it's such an easy prediction so we should not waste cost in investing in such kind of uh, really silly predictions those kind of uh, predictions should be made only with a purpose sometimes cost could end up high when leaders or decision makers doesn't understand the real root of the problem real root of the business problem all it may require a simple solution not necessarily that needs AI intervention at all we should know when to use AI for the right need to address the right problem companies may end up investing a lot of time and money on AI without having an idea on why we are spending on it so if if your company or a startup or or a product company is focusing on solving a business problem with AI the company should firstly should come up with a clear plan firstly why what is the business problem and how are we gonna solve it we should answer this w's what why when where how which all these questions to be clearly answered we should have a clear purpose for building a product and for building an ai product in specific so once we have everything ready once we have the plan once we have the execution plan on how we're going to implement we should have the right actors to do that not everyone is a ai expert to do that Uh, you can either go for some phds who have done masters or who has done something great in ai field that kind of experience is necessarily needed to build an ai restructuring in a company because one who has idea on what is ai about and how how we're gonna execute it in a bigger fashion in a company in a bigger company like environment one who have good knowledge one who have one who had experience in working with data a very good data scientist is very much needed to build an ai product data scientist data analyst python developers python developers means the person who codes into the algorithm they are which is called python python is a uh, language for machine learning so uh, the person who is very well versed in doing coding with respect to machine language machine language developers these are the key actors in 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 bringing a better ai product out there and moreover, the AI product manager who's working on the product, the project managers, the account managers, the business leaders, they all should be aware of what's happening, how the data is turning up, how how, uh, how, how, how the, the DevOps thing is working and all that. Uh, a manager should oversee the obstacles in front and should be able to guide. So the business leader should have more knowledge in executing the overall project. Uh, then the flaws like why why what can't be used in ai like why sometimes ai go wrong so coming to my next example for domains like healthcare ai to work the medical devices the tools and environment should also be made cap compatible adaptable to work with ai which is going to be cost effective which needs restructuring the whole system so what i'm trying to say here is uh AI is is like it's booming uh, companies are using it product companies are having it but it does not change the world yet it is there the boom is there in IT the boom is there here and there but the entire system has not changed with AI nobody has complete awareness on AI especially the manufacturing domain or uh, healthcare domain doesn't have fully or uh, aren't fully aware of AI so that awareness should be with all the people, not only with IT people, not only with companies, with with respect to all the domains all over the world in the government area, in the military area, in in all the domains and medical as well. So to implement or restructure the AI, the medical devices that we use currently, even that should be AI compatible. So there is going to be a lot of restructuring work going to happen across the world to make us prepare, stepping into the AI era say for example google invented ai to predict breast cancer detection in an earlier phase this brilliant invent should be compatible with legacy medical tools and hospitals and devices to sync and work so that is one thing and also the other threat in bringing ai is that as i told ai works on feeds on data feeds on historical data Uh, so say for example you you take hospital database and and the data scientist is separating the cancer related data separately and creating a classifier putting a label on it and doing the machine learning algorithm on it and all this so what if there is no historical data at all for a business problem right now we have patients so we are having we are seeing a thing Uh, even this this corona pandemic time it is all new for us right none of us had an idea on how corona will, will will be before 19 before 2019 so that is a kind of new thing to the system to understand that kind of uh, pandemic problem that kind of things so in that case ai will take time to understand the data based on how how much cases happened now now we we have seven million eight million cases across the world but earlier when we started it was just one or two and that time it doesn't had the past data to analyze or predict or do any pattern analysis so in that kind so in that situations ai will not be of great help what if the data changes agile every day how can a mission identify this pattern if there is no past data that was my question and on top of all, machine can never get creative, can only do limited critical thinking and very importantly, machine can never be a human with empathy. Machine can never produce the empathy that a human should have and will have. So what AI means to leadership and management, that's going to be the next, next topic. As we move into the age of artificial intelligence, machine learning, it's not not—it's—it's it's not just important that you collaborate with people but also that you collaborate and train and work with ai so it's not only about people it's about people collaborating with the mission with ai so what it means for the management is that identify opportunities business problem reskill your employees your employee can be a javascript expert or azure expert or something something else java javascript SQL, whatever reskill employees with with the necessary ai related skill set like python like data science or whatever the first step is to assess the current skill employee willingness to learn give them the awareness of ai and how ai is changing the world and it's a magic and this ai storm that is happening now whoever is in the ai field they will be able to survive this era the ones who doesn't have an ai awareness or doesn't doesn't learn the necessary AI tools they may be obsolete in the near future that's going to affect their finances as well investing in AI to automate business operation is a significant step but having a plan to train workers to work alongside AI is is also fundamental for a successful integration with AI in bigger companies in short provide learning opportunities to your employees prepare for the AI era educate them preparing for AI in the workplace an ITIL certified can understand this better ITIL is a certification for service management change management within an organization you should go for an ITIL certified professional who has change management experience so why I am talking about change management is that AI is going to change the change the uh, fashion that uh, typical organizations were working in the past AI is going to change it completely so we need to change the system restructure the system so we need a change manager to come out with a process and the plan to restructure the entire firm to be AI adaptable and uh, to streamline the process, to come up with standard operating procedure to make system AI compatible within the organization. So a change manager role is very vital. He's going to play a key role in in making the AI uh, compatible with an organization. Rethink and restructure workflows in the organization to implement AI. So I think I've covered Everything I wanted to talk about AI, so I talked about to, just to give a recap. I talked about uh, data. I talked about supervised learning, unsupervised learning. I talked about uh, how data helps in business intelligence. How data help in taking business decision. Uh, where are the places that AI could not be uh, used or of little help, or do the organization should do to uh, uh, to cope up with the upcoming AI era and all that. So basically, uh, if I give a figurative, if I try to give a figurative representation in this podcast, so the AI, uh, as, a, as an example, I told about the breast cancer thing. Hospital has database of the patients and there are various diseases. Uh, it can be a cancer, it can be a TB or whatever. So a company which has a solution to that kind of problem, Uh, say for example a breast cancer detection AI have to be built. So they need breast cancer data. So this data they are taking from the hospital database and they are taking only breast cancer patients details and their sub details like what is happening, what's the diagnosis and all that and they are further filtering the data they are preparing the data they are analyzing the data first they are refining the data they are tuning the data to be a good quality data and that is the exact role of a data scientist and uh, the data analyst to work on that and uh, the the output of this data scientist who who refine the data is going to fed into machine learning algorithms like python scripting that is where the algorithms works. The algorithms will be of millions probabilities and lot of math equations within the coding, and this this will make the AI work. So the output of this machine learning process will be the solution. And uh, say for example a bot. Bot is like an automated solution. So it can be a bot. So finally, the breast cancer details that we have observed, breast cancer patient details that we have observed from the hospital goes to the hands of a product company. They build the breast cancer detection in the early phase AI, and that is the output. That's a bot, that is the output, and that's how the whole AI system works. this is just one part that i told there are other part of ai like robotic process automation Uh, there is another part of ai called nlp nlp is neutral language processing so uh, you see chatbots appearing on your screen when you log into a website Uh, you see chatbot is taking your queries Uh, you see a sugi app is taking your request all this are based on nlp nlp is something like you interact with the system uh, either it can be a voice it can be a chatbot or it can be anything even the google translate uh, you you go to google and you give translate and you see you enter something in tamil or uh, or hindi and you see it in english um, so those kind of translation is a part of nlp that is neutral language processing that is a part of ai which is running so all these things Together, we call it as artificial intelligence because we make a mission, think like human, feel like human, predict like human. So thanks for listening in. With this, I conclude my rumbling or mumbling. Please let me know your thoughts on this. Do, do you think if I'm wrong anyway, please feel free to connect and correct. Until I catch you up with a new podcast, signing off with love. yours, Twinkle. Hi guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, based on your time zones. I hope you're all well and safe in this pandemic. Today I learned something new um, while I was going uh, through. I was while I was reading some internet stuffs. It's about how do you design a fridge for a blind? How do you design an elevator? so how do you design a fridge for a blind so when when we when somebody is asking us this question ideally uh, we should ask them back who is the intended audience user like uh, how much years the blind uh, person should be uh, within less than 50 more than 50 or active young blind um, and uh, such kind of details and what is the purpose of creating uh, the fridge and uh, how how much warranty uh, that we we are going to provide for the fridge, and how long they will be using it. Uh, will will there be any um, revenue generation out of this? Because how many blind people would come forward to buy this, and all that probability first. And after asking questions carefully, uh, this this fridge uh, design can be uh, uh, broken into three parts. Uh, the blind people should walk up to the fridge should locate the product inside the fridge and close the fridge so when they walk up to the fridge there should be kind of indicator that they are near to the fridge so this happens only when they have a GPS kind of system in their phone that can lead them to the fridge or uh, some digital cane that uh, stick cane that they use uh, to track the path so if they have one, it's easy. If they don't have one, then we must be enabling the GPS device, enabled device and given to them along with the fridge, and that is going to cost extra. Uh, second thing is that after they come near the fridge, they're opening the fridge, then an automated message should guide them through uh, to pick the right product they wanted. They wanted to pick a tomato, uh, they, they need to speak like in the microphone they need to say is I need a tomato so uh, the fridge should guide that you are placing your hand uh, you have to go to right to locate the object there so that kind of solutioning should be done via a voice automated uh, guidance uh, like a like a uh, voiced chatbot and then uh, otherwise uh, we can we can put a label on um, Braille, so that eggs are placed here fruits are placed here so that it will be easy for them or somebody who places this who who stocks that for them it will be helpful and uh, basically the touch and feel and here is what they can do and they can speak as well. So we need to find whether the blind person are able to do all this before designing one for them. And after after all this, when they, re, when they were able to successfully locate the product and take out of the product, and when they close the fridge, they should be sure of whether they closed or not. So there should be an automated message or an alarm to their mobile, or there should be a voice notes from the fridge saying that the fridge is now closed. So this is the overall process of designing a fridge for a blind and the success rate should be calculated based on how much of blind users are using that, in what age and is it successful, uh, how much pieces are selling based on that they can arrive at a conclusion whether it is a return on investment or not. So this is one thing that interestingly I learned today and one another thing i i this i have not googled or i have not learned from somewhere but just that it, it popped it popped up on my own mind uh, how do you design an elevator so how do we design an elevator if somebody asks this question so basically we don't go and it's not our day to day life we do something to design an elevator it's out of the box thinking so as in when if you if you see an elevator what do you think As what I think the elevator should be strong, it should be safe first So when we built the body of the elevator, it should be very strong in a inflammable metal uh, Which which is hard to distract and which is safe to stand which is safe to uh, Get into it. So it should be made of very good metal and alloy which which should be ISO certified which should be uh, which should have been Handled and trialed by many many folks with many kgs. So how much kgs it can accommodate? Uh, the stay safety standards as per safety standards, it must be 100 kg or so that should be a load and how many People can stand in like around 14 13 so that that ranges have to be designed defined and the buttons if you come to the buttons um, these days buttons are in the Uh, To the right of the left any left or left left of the any left, but uh, The pressing is a problem now. It's pandemic and we are all afraid of the infection and things So my suggestion would be to keep the LED buttons in the bottom where a person can press out of their fingers Uh, So or a stick Uh, So that sort of thing and we can arrange a sanitizer uh, a small sanitizer to be kept um, we can also arrange a mild music so that our Monday morning blows would be avoided, um, uh, can be, um, can brighten up our day actually. We can also place a mirror where the user comes and sees their own self and they feel happy and they feel brightened the day. So that can be done and there should be a automated voice message which leads to the floor like first floor has come second floor has come because that's very important led is not enough because there would be visually challenged folks so a voice automated um, should be must and led also along with that what if a deaf person travels so they should also know and uh, there should be definitely an emergency button there should be definitely a power backup there should be definitely a phone calling system to the security and uh, the buttons should be easy to operate and there are elevators uh, in a in a busy tech park kind of structure where there are multiple floors uh, if if it's if it hauls on every floor it's going to be time consuming so in that case what these folks do generally every two floors they they skip a floor and they, it's like one three five seven that's how they make it and second flip will be two four six eight so odd and even lifts so if that's the case that that should also be automatically programmed and designed so and uh i i would prefer uh, elevator which is of uh, smelly which which gives good smell which gives good music which which has a mirror uh, which which gets good uh, network ranges as, as such most of the lifts were, were uh, Internet network would be jammed. I would prefer something of good network even when we get into a lift, and there should be some arrangement for that, and all these things. So, today, it, this is my learning. Hi, guys, hope you're all doing happy, well, and safe in this pandemic. Today, I'm gonna talk about secret of success. Everybody likes success, right? But does it happen like everybody succeed every single day? I don't think so. Lots of failure makes success. And even failure is not a stepping stone to success. I think failure itself is a part of success. Failure is a lot of learning involved when we fail. Uh, In fact, success wouldn't give that kind of learning, but failure gives a lot of learning. Failure teaches the people around us, failure teaches our own self, like how we are as a person, as an individual. And uh, there are some secrets to success. If if we ask a succeeded person, what's your secret of success, they have many metrics. Uh, some say that it's a hard work some say that it's a discipline some say that is um, their nature character like it differ it depends of person to person I have read a book big ceos and cxos and leaders they say that they wake up uh, uh, they wake up early every day in the morning and that is a secret of their success because they plan their work early and they start their day early and they give enough room space for every other activities they do to keep their mind calm uh, and uh, and all such things so um, even waking up early is a metric for success Um, some say networking Is a way to success. Uh, That's true. Mm, I have a feeling that more than the talent you have, more than the intelligence you possess to do a thing, it's very important that the character and the behavior and the rapport with the people around us, the, the ambience around us will keep us there. Talent will not keep there for a long time, maybe for a while. It can be replaced easily but a person of character sustain there the person who creates a lot of rapport with the people around irrespective of any bias uh, not only with the senior folks uh, with the junior folks even with the facility folks with everybody around a basic respect a human compassion so all this is a metric for success as well and other than hard work other than talent other than intelligence other than networking other than waking up early, other than being disciplined, discipline is a very, very important metric for success. A repeated discipline, not not just for today. Uh, we we keep you know making New Year resolutions. The, the, that just winds up in one week or so uh, people get ready you no know, buckle up for going to gym and all they pay for membership and and it'll all stop in a week or so so it's not like that discipline should be repeated discipline that will lead to success repeated discipline should be consistent over years and that is a secret of success organized behavior maintaining contacts all of it together if you personally ask me what is the secret of success, I'm I'm not very sure. I, I should be able to tell this um, because I'm a kind of person who faced a lot of failures, and I'm proud about my failures because every failure gives an opportunity to learn our own self, to make us more stronger, to come back more stronger with a lot of no, um, come come back refreshed actually, and. To understand the situation around us, to understand the people around us, it's very 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 important to have failures in life. That's how we learn, that's how we transform, that's how we evolve, that's how we grow. And coming back to, if you ask me what is what is the secret of success to you? The secret of success to me personally, I would say is the energy. You might wonder what's energy about, it's like... Always being cheery, enthusiastic, that's the energy I'm talking about. Um, That is also there, but I did not mean that kind of uh, uh, enthusiastic vibe. I mean the energy we put in a thing. The focus we put in a thing, that is the secret of success. Say for example, if we keep on giving repeated energy on a thing, the thing will move. The universe will bring it to us. Uh, Say for example, a person has to crack an examination. Um, They fail in the exam. Uh, They do not do the exam very well. But still they are not giving up. They they are putting the focus. They are giving all the energy on the exam. On studying for the exam. preparing for the exam. That energy will lead to a result. Right? Uh, Say for example, a project is in a verge to fail so what we do we put in more energy we put in a lot of focus on that particular project just drifting away so even even if we fail despite the failure the energy sometime sooner or later that energy will help us in some or the other way so time is never wasted in learning in in focusing on a thing and it will always come back to us in various forms like you learn a thing when you are free okay that may be not relevant to you say for example somebody is doing a duolingo course in like learning a new language german so german may not be really helpful, helpful to them on that particular point of time but it's the energy they are putting on to learn the german will be of help at any point in time in future who never knows some some kind of requirement may come knock their door saying that we need a german um, knowing person so that that energy they have put in somewhere at some point of time is helping coming back to them at some other point of time so the energy the focus is very important that's the secret of success even if you're failing in something um, say for example, you're looking for some a project. You're you're a startup guy and you're looking for new deals. So uh, the energy you're putting in is not really helping. Okay, you should one 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 has a tendency to feel the failure, but but not necessarily that moment would be hurting, but. If a person does not give up on the energy they are putting on that particular thing, they keep on doing the same thing. I mean, uh, with with revised creative thinking and uh, with, with a lot of um, modifications to the way they were working and they, they, with with um, with um, changed focus. I mean. Um, in a new new creative way to the same solution that we are making. So the energy, the more energy they are putting on to a problem. The more energy the success is close to you. And uh, whenever failure happens. That is not the moment that defines us. What we do next after the failure. That's, that's, that's how success is determined that's that's how it defines our own self so don't give up never give up cheers and the secret of success is the energy and the focus and keep 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 pouring in your energy spread spread good vibes around you spread positive vibes around you and all the very best until you hear me on my next episode with love yours twinkle Guys, hope you're all doing well and safe in this pandemic. Here I am going to read a foreword that I really liked a lot. It's about romance. Romance is such a fascinating topic indeed. It's a sweet topic that all of us love, all of us like. Because romance is a, is a beauty of life. I think a lot of people don't understand what real romance is. Anyone can buy flowers, candy, and jewelry, there's no love in that. The truly romantic things in life are those little things you do every day to show you care and that you're thinking of them. It's going out of your way to make them feel happy. The way you hold her hand when you know she's scared or you save the last piece of cake for him, the random text in the middle of the day just to say, I love you or I miss you, the way he stops to kiss you when he passes by, it's dedicating her favorite song to her, letting her eat your fries, telling her she's beautiful even when she's in her sweats, with her hair and ponytail and no makeup, it's putting your favorite show on pause so that she can tell you about her all day every day and laughing at his joke even the really lame ones, it's slow dancing in the kitchen and kissing in the rain. Romance isn't about buying, it's about giving. True romance isn't the gestures, but love. Yours, Twinkle. Kannadiyinju mudalum kudha, bimbangal kattum parkinchi. Puyal poh, napi numpu tu poh, kal poh kum. Ila vinil varin anirikin